This is The Enthusiast's Guild, a podcast about wonderful and interesting things with the people who enjoy them. I'm Fletcher C. Finch. I'm Adam Zaremski. And our guest today is Joe Cavaretta. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here and being outside and, uh, you know, being with you fine folks. (laughs) Adam, can you tell us a little bit about why we wanted to have Joe on the show? Well, I grew up near Joe. We're geography friends where basically the idea that we're half a mile apart with no one else around and those were the best options we had for each other. Oh, I've known him for a long time and he's a musician, well, high school and beyond, playing music of guitar and then joining a band and recording. I just thought his interest over the years and his skill, I'll even admit here, um, and quality (laughs) of it, it's his stuff is something I always go back and listen to still. And so I thought... You know, here we are enthusiastic about things, and Joe is someone who is very enthusiastic about what he's created over the years. Joe, what sort of music do you make? I guess it's changed throughout the years. <clears throat> right now, I'm kind of doing more solo stuff, which tends to be more on the folk side, I guess. Okay. But I've played in a heavier rock group, no results when we were in high school. I was in, like, hip-hop, R&B. I played bass. That was in college. I think we were called Beautiful Music. We were just, like, the backing band for, like, other acts, which is kind of interesting because we weren't really the focal point. I started doing more solo stuff when I, I moved to Akron, Ohio for, I did the AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. And I was with the Red, Red Cross there doing the work with them. But when I, while I was in Ohio, I was in an indie, indie rock band, I guess. And we put an album out. I put a few albums out with no results. And myself, I've put a, a couple of albums out. Since I moved back from Ohio, all my stuff that I record is underneath the, the name Snowbelt. I've been underneath Joe Cavaretta, my name. I've been underneath Murphy Bed and now Snowbelt. So they're all kind of like the same thing. I just have no focus. That's my problem. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like Murphy Bed as, as a name, you too. Know, I'm wondering if I should just go right back to it because like I look on like the, the listens on all the, the two, I think it's two albums listed underneath um, Murphy Bed and they get like the most hits versus Snowbelt. So I don't know. <laughs> but I sing a lot about snow now, just being uh-huh. back here. So I think I'll just stay with this for now. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know how you got started, but you can tell the listeners how you got interested in performing, doing, you know, playing guitar and beyond that. My friend Jeff told me to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In high school, a friend, Geoff Letson, at the time, he was like the leader of of, of this band that we had in high school called No Results. And they were having a a bass player revolving door, it seemed like, because it was like a number of members coming in and out. We were always friends and... um, I think one time before he went, he may have asked me to play, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing or I didn't, I don't know, just didn't line up. But, you know, this time I, you know, I was like, hey, I, I want to do it. <laughs> I didn't know how to play the bass, but I was like, I'll play the bass. <laughs> he basically worked with me and, and I was really interested. I've learned like all their songs, like really, really fast because that's all I did on, on the bass. And then we started playing shows and with them, I think I put out, I think we did two, uh, two albums and maybe, maybe it was three albums. Yeah, uh, you had it was, it second, was chance. second chance, and then yeah, freezing, in freezing in Jamaica. Was there one? I think we start. We have like one half finished. Yeah. You can go online, like, and search no results dot net. I think it's still there. There's probably about eight people who have listened to it because it, <laughs> it lived up to its name, No Results. <laughs> <laughs> that was before, that was before like the internet was big. So like, you know, yeah. it really wasn't a genius name. <laughs> no <laughs> results. <laughs> I was always impressed. Well, I look back, I, was, I can't say I was always impressed, but looking back, here's someone who had, you never played the instrument before. Like, I don't think you ever took musical lessons in anything. 
no, I'm an idiot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like compared to those guys, did you I, come from a musical family or no, not really. No. Well, I just, I would say kind of there's something musical when I'd go over there and like his mom would just start singing and like some of the like there's just maybe she'd be singing show tunes or something like some fun. Yeah, she just sings around the house and his your dad's pretty into just music in general. Listen to a lot of classic rock with in the truck with him because he owns a vending business. So we would just drive around and listen to that or a lot of, um, you know, country or folk, whatever. So. Yeah, you pretty much just got the bass, and then he just went to town. Like I'd go over there, and he's just plucking away, and he'd be downloading and print or printing off all the oh, chords the, for Blink One Eighty Two. Tabs back then, yeah. yeah. He had a Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> did you feel like you had a drive for that, or just really wanted to do it? I can actually think when I wrote my first song it was actually in eighth grade. It was about Albany. <laughs> it was like a show tunes thing. <laughs> I could just I could just see it happening. Like Albany, it's the greatest place to be. <laughs> You can tell anybody that Albany is the greatest <laughs> place to be. I don't know why Albany, but yeah, it just came. You just started singing it, so there was like this. <laughs> it was like a weird musical thing in the family, I guess you'd say. <laughs> so, Joe, besides Albany, what inspires you to write songs? Well, so I, I used to like taking pictures, like being like a photographer. I thought I could do all this stuff, but I realized I'd rather just have somebody else do it for me, you know, <laughs> just have, have that friend that does it. So like, I kind of view taking pictures for me is writing a song, I guess. So like during a phase of my life, instead of like taking pictures of it, there'll be a song about certain things or I, I, not necessarily maybe something exactly, but just about a time in my life, I guess. I don't know. It's just a different way of looking through a photo album. You can just so if I record the songs, then I'll know what, you know, it's just kind of like looking back, you know, at the person I was or at that point in time. Yeah. How do you write it then? Because I'm thinking of some songs and we'll get into them in a moment. <laughs> but I guess, you know, you write them and there, there's that personal aspect where if you know the behind the scenes story, it's kind of funny sometimes or maybe, you know, you get there's a story, but you do write it in a way where anyone could basically listen to it and just go cool song. So is there some in your mind where you're, are you thinking of the outside audience too, or are you writing for yourself only? Mostly just for myself, but I mean, I, I guess like the out, I can't say the outside doesn't influence me. When you're doing a song, there's two different, well, there's two main parts to it. Music and then lyrics that like mean things to different people. So music, how I usually come up with that is just noodling around, I guess. Just, it's more just like me just sitting on my couch and just screwing around for a long time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I like that. And so then I'll just stick it in my, in my memory bank or I'll record it and then I'll just hang on to it for a while. Do you usually come up with the music first or the lyrics first? For me, it's all it's all, all over the place. Okay. Sometimes it'll be music first. Like that one I just played in the intro, mm -hmm. that was the music first. A lot of times I do it as the music and the, the words kind of just come at the exact same time. Okay. I sort of like that the best. I feel like that's the best way of doing it. I feel like you really captured like what you're feeling at the exact moment. I actually wrote another song where I, I wrote words to another like different music. So I guess the words were written first and then like the music came came after. So I don't like to do the same thing all the time. So I like doing stuff like that to mix the way the structure of the song is and how it was made is kind of how I like to do things. Do you still like playing some of the older songs? And is it fun to kind of relive that moment that you said you captured? Yeah, I think I, I do. I mean, I'm not like a big commercial artist who has to go on stage like 
hundred times a year and play the same song over and over again every night. So like I've got not ever gotten really sick of playing the songs that I've written. So and it's nice to go back and just think about like what was going on at the time. If you know some of the behind the scenes for Joe's songs, there's a lot of funniness to them. <laughs> I, a villain. And that was an earlier song, like when he I, yeah, it was on black glasses. But villain, like it's talking about. Oh yeah, it's just talking about. So I had these when I moved to Akron. I was kind of a lonely guy, and I got these beta fishes. <laughs> 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 and I, so I got one was named Hero. He didn't last long, as most beta fish don't. And then I got another one called Villain, just because it was the opposite. But I wrote a song about the dynamic of the, the two fish and like how like my life was going at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, my villain saved the day is the lyric, I think. My hero's gone, my villain saved the day. Yeah, my hero is gone, that signifies you and hope you're forever lost or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was about like, it, it was about, you know, girl problems is all <laughs> and angst and fish and fish yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like there's nothing in there the song that says fish at all if i recall no no it just talks about yeah it's, it, but like i guess if you never if you didn't know anything about it it'd be kind of like what it's kind of but weird. it still works i i feel like you can listen because i didn't know it at first either and mm -hmm. he was talking about and then later i was like yeah those were named after it's named after my fish and, <laughs> and so like the song you can listen to it in that one way where it's kind of silly fun and then Mm. Well, oh, it's about his fish, but then it does have like the deeper way where I do like uh, when I was asking like if you're playing for or writing for an audience or other people, like it does work, I think. So I've been a fan. We're writers, and sometimes I'll have an idea in my head, but to clarify it and make it real, I have to write it down and work through it that way. Does it work the same way with music? Yes, it does. It's like. I'm assuming like for like a writer, if you don't write it down, it's probably the same exact same thing. You'll forget it and it'll be like, oh, oh yeah, it's just I ephemeral. It, you know, like, like that idea is just gone. I don't write down chord um, names. I'll like, like I'll write lyrics and I'll, and I'll use my phone to record um, sounds. Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself if you're going around during the day, like if you hear a, a there's a melody in your head, maybe do you just kind of like hum it in the phone ever? Yeah, I've done that in the past. It's not like a, a normal thing. It's more like when I'm just playing around, I'm just messing around the guitar, like, oh, that's cool. I'll just record it. And then I've got tons of these like little blips of things that um, I've just recorded. Who are some musicians you enjoy listening to? Or are there any of them who have inspired you? Uh, yeah, there's there's a number of Musicians, it's always a tough one to answer because there's just so many that could have influenced me, but I don't know it. Or they, they, maybe they've just done a little thing and I wouldn't be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, this band. But I'll forget, like, these other bands. All the, the like, the solo stuff that I've done recently was definitely influenced by, like, Elliot Smith. He's, like, probably a big influence by me for, or of my... A lot of, like, 90s um, indie rock, late 80s, or and then alternative rock i guess so i've been slowly getting s um softer i guess so a lot of, a lot of acoustic acts so i guess for when i was listening to like a lot of heavier things or louder things but then when i started getting when i was introduced to elliot smith and i started like getting a little softer and and so i've just been kind of going that in that direction a lot of before i was doing more like strumming the guitar um now i do a lot of uh like light finger picking um so I guess like some musicians that I like um, listen to, like Nick Drake, Bonnie Vare, listen to a lot of Pinback, The Beatles. Uh, actually, since the pandemic, I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers and a lot of like what 
she's been doing and uh, her different musical things that she's done. When we, Dee Dee, uh, my wife Dee Dee, we went to the Adirondacks recently, and all, I feel like all we listened to was Iron and Wine and Bill Callahan, just through the through the through the mountains. It just kind of fit, so it was, it was pretty cool. I love that when you're in a place and there's just something about it that evokes certain music, and then later that music will evoke the place for you too. Yeah, so like Bill, we saw, we actually saw Bill Callahan in um, when we were in Paris around what, like a year ago. I wasn't like a really a huge fan when I saw him. Like I didn't not like him. I just didn't like Dee Dee listen to him more. But it was pretty cool just going there and um, being being like the only like English few very few English speaking. So it was, it was cool just being there and just listening to him <laughs> singing in English. <laughs> just I never would have thought like he would have gotten a like I think it was like a double or triple encore. It was pretty cool just to 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 be in that room at the time. Just kind of the excitement of the whole crowd. And yeah, it was just it was good energy and it was a good time. It sounds like an evolution thing almost for you. I mean, the early years, there's the, you know, when we're in high school and there's Blink-182 and Green Day and, you know, you're kind of playing this three-chord. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Like, I like I still like punk rock. Like, I, I, Oh, sure, I, but I, it just sounds like as you've, you know, maybe like you're playing it, but then you're, as you're listening to different musicians, maybe you're changing. To, I don't know. Maybe not. But yeah, it's I'm just turning old. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> Probably like a young kid now. I'd be listening to like the stuff that I do and be like, oh, this is an old man playing soft, quiet stuff. But back, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't know what like what, what do the kids listen to now? Probably something like really fast and upbeat. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Going back to Joe, like a lot of those life moments just capturing ten dollars in a bottle of wine you know that's that's one of joe's songs yeah it was about i used to get paid i used to play at a wine bar and i would get paid ten dollars in a bottle of wine i remember i told my boss at the time and he's like joe what are you a jiggle <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh you know i think i gonna write a song about this <laughs> that's that was it and it's and it's a good one you know yeah it was it ten dollars in a, a bottle of wine that's my I had a, a writing instructor who always said, if you want to write well, you need to be concrete and specific. And $10 in a bottle of wine, that is both concrete and specific. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like capturing a moment, too, where you were at in your life because you're... Oh, well, yeah, because I was doing those wine bars like every week, sometimes multiple times during the week. That, yeah. was, that was a fun time. I like that. I mean, just I just when I, I like those songs because it just reminds me when I was young. You know, and I mean, not that I'm old necessarily, but I was younger and it was. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just felt like it didn't matter. Like if I was only getting pen, paid $10 in a bottle of wine, it was just so, it was a great time. <laughs> I didn't really care. And you've written some other songs too, uh, you know, traveling songs. We've been on the road together doing some trips and uh, it's kind of like the moment it would capture you, I guess. And Yeah, yeah, traveling songs. Um, I guess like I should mention. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this album at some point. I will do it. <laughs> Since I've been back, I've not written anything. Um, this will be album number four on your own. Like solo stuff, you mean? Yeah. Um, so I have black glasses that I did. Um, I did Market, Market Street. Street. Then I did Misinformed by the Misinformed. Then I did Long Day. Was that so, the snow belt one? Yeah, so long that was, day. yeah, so that's five or four, and then 
at the same time I was doing Northern Spy, I recorded an album for them. I, th- I think at that time I was doing Northern Spy and mine at the same time, and I kind of burned myself out, and I just kind of don't want to, like when I go back to that microphone, I kind of get the weird, you know, feelings. Hmm. But I actually have like probably two albums worth of material that I haven't recorded, but I'm only going to do the one because I've been with uh, Snowbelt since I've been back in Buffalo area. We had basically an album worth of material, and we were going to record it, and then a lot of the people just kind of moved away, so it just never happened. Um, but I've been rec- um, playing with uh, another guy uh, with Snowbelt, the same bass player. His name's Dan Taylor, and we've been working on another album. And it, those those songs, there's about there's 12 songs. I took a year in 2019, and I wrote a song a month about. That was like my thing because it goes back to like me taking pictures, like with songs so that's every month I I was doing real good until probably when the fall hit probably because I went to Europe and I I was more focused on that but I did get I did get some songs out of that so um, it's still going to be 12 songs just the last one that was not going to have anything to do with that year at all so and now with Snowbelt like you said you have Dan Taylor doing bass but you've done some of these other ones kind of like recording almost you've done almost everything like the instruments whether you're doing computer like drum beats i think or yeah so other. there's black glasses and and marcus street i did by myself misinformed by the misinformed and long day i did everything except for i had some people help out i had mike jeswald he was in the drummer for no results he did he did the drums on those i had uh nick gunner he was also in snowball at at times that he played uh, him and Kate Gunner, your sister played on uh, a track or two. I can't remember. And then uh, Janae Houston, she was uh, my, when I was in uh, Northern spy, we co-wrote, she was basically the leader and I was kind of like, I I sang some of the songs, but we like co-wrote, but she did most of the writing. So then she helped out on some of this, some of the, the last album I did long day. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've I've been doing most most of the different I, different tracks. I I really enjoy like the process of recording it, mm-hmm. which is strange because I also don't enjoy it at the same time. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like well, there's just a lot of tinkering around. It just takes forever. It just, it just drives me nuts. At times, I'm sure like when you're trying to mess around with your mics and stuff like that, it just drives you crazy. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> kind of thing, but like I don't have. I'm usually just doing it by myself, so. You know, I got to put the mic here and then I got to hit the thing. I'm like, oh, no, that's not right. And turn it around. <laughs> yeah, because you're on your own. You can't yeah. just say, hey, did that work out? Hey, yeah, did yeah. that work out? And it's, no, it's you figuring it all right, out. Yeah. yeah, I remember in your one apartment, your first one with the Murphy bed, like you would have just been sitting in the little corner. Yeah, I did it in a corner and a closet. Like my best my best work is in these little tiny spaces. <laughs> now I got a house and I can't do anything. <laughs> you have too much room. <laughs> So, Joe, you were talking a bit about recording. Tell me about what it's like to perform live. It's terrifying. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So why do you do it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, it's, I love it and I hate it at the same time. 
I don't, I don't know why I get, I just get so nervous. I, I wish I wouldn't get so nervous, but I just do get so nervous and I like, I kind of freeze up and that's what, you know, you can't move your hands as, as, as well. So it just kind of makes and I didn't, I'm always thinking other things like that's when I'm doing it solo. Honestly, when I'm not solo, it's very fun. Like with a band. So right now with just with me and Dan, it's, it's still a little nerve wracking. I would like, honestly, I would like to have like a, a percussionist or drummer with us, but so if you know, if you're a drummer out there, you can contact me. <laughs> no, and honestly, like our, our our approach was just we we're just gonna. Well, with COVID, I don't, it's kind of it's very awkward being a musician at this time. So mm. I don't know what gather or something like that. And you have to Pretty just much. say, oh, we're gonna be hanging out here. We're not playing. I don't really want to do that. This just seems kind of dumb to me. So I'd rather just I'm gonna record because I said I was going to, <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna focus on. And then when this thing blows over, then we're planning on like doing more playing out and then at that time maybe acquire a member or two in in normal times where do you like to perform sorry i dodged the question um (laughs) i guess it depends on the on the the stand the band and the style that i'm in i guess right now since i'm more of a solo artist more of an intimate setting i guess so like open mics at times you've done some I mean, of those I've just been lately I lately I haven't been playing that much out in the past few years I haven't been doing a lot of playing out um it's been mainly the the Buffalo Infringement Festival and some open mics that's all I've been doing but I mean I've played a lot almost like a number of the bars and venues in Buffalo when we had um like a full band set up and when I was in Akron with Northern Spy, I would play a number of places in Cleveland and we'd go to Toledo, Detroit, Columbus, and like Akron. It was always fun just like hanging out with the different bands and and um, just meeting other people from different places and then just like sharing your music. So I guess that, that, in, that in that sense, it's fun. I always kind of liked traveling like, I, like if when, when this covid situation is done i kind of would like to just maybe drive around and play shows i like being the out-of-town guy because there's not as much expectations <laughs> like <laughs> when you're local you're you're expected to bring a draw and like i don't know it's hard to bring a draw if you're an old man as myself <laughs> i don't know i just kind of i didn't just move back but i haven't done a lot i'm not great at promoting myself so like it's and even when, when I was with Northern Spy, we weren't great at promotion. So it was always fun just because, you know, when you play, like, as the out-of-town band, you always get, like, the best slots and, like, the best crowds and stuff like that. <laughs> when you're, like, the local band, you got to have to – you're always, like, last because you're supposed to have the crowd and keep the, and sustain the crowd. I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I look at how Joe picked up, like, the bass all those years ago to start playing, and there was, like, that drive to just play. And – it was like that creation aspect you know to go do something it just kept going and at the same time like we've gone you and i just for kind of the hell of it we went out to the east coast we kind of went to rhode island new york city and you did like some open mic stuff i mean but it was like that same thing where you know you you've said like anyone asks you you hate you don't want to be in front of these people but you kept (laughs) doing it you kept going and it's so i guess and i hate to say this 
because you know i hate to say that he's inspiring in that way because he shouldn't hear that from me <laughs> <laughs> but it is like here's someone who just doesn't want to be in front of these people but he's i don't know oh maybe you just love the music so much because like you've gone to nietzsche's you've done the open mic a couple times you know we literally planned a trip to the east coast so you could play in front of people where i just, I just thought that was always cool yeah i mean so I don't know if I'm I don't know accurate. what it is. I don't know what it is. I just I just like to pl- I just like to play music for myself. I guess because uh, when you were asking me about do I do it for other people or for myself, I guess it's it's kind of a selfish thing, and it's, it's for myself, and that's probably why no one comes to see my music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what it is. Sometimes I wonder if I should even be doing this anymore. Cause, but I just do it for myself because I like to do it. So, like I don't. I guess I don't care too much. Like I don't care if people listen to it, but I'm doing it for myself to document whatever. Would you say you're enthusiastic about it? <laughs> I, I probably don't come across enthusiastic about anything. <laughs> I do love playing music, and I have, and I probably won't ever stop. I was actually just thinking about like the bands that I've been in. I don't know. I'm still like the only one that's still going out and doing it and i don't know if it's just because i'm an idiot or like i don't know what it is i don't know if i say idiot i think that's that drive again because it's the you you probably are and like you know just life happens where people can't do certain things but you've still like even though you move to another city or you come back and uh, get married buy a house and stuff it's still like that's something you have i don't know if you have to do but you want to do it's more of like a therapeutic thing i guess you can just kind of go to another place and just start Temporarily, I guess, just sort of forget where you're at at that moment. I don't know. <clears throat> so both Fletcher and Joe were at my wedding, and Joe uh, actually performed at my wedding because he gave the best man speech, but you did it playing the guitar, too. Like you sang a song that you wrote for us. That was which, great. Which I do remember, like you said, hey, I don't feel, I, I don't like talking in front of people, exactly. but this is what I can do. And we had Mike Jeswald, a, a friend of ours who's also in the wedding, like play drums for you and... um I don't know. I, I think that was like one of the highlights of the the <laughs> night. It was just like this awesome element. Yeah, it's just I don't know why it's just tough to talk to large groups of people. I mean, I'm sure a lot. It's like one of the number one fears people have is talking in front of people. So, but for me, it's just like I just completely freeze. <laughs> so, just playing like that song like when i'm really terrified i try to make it like very simple guitars because like i said my my hands start to freeze up so it's just like probably three chords that i'm just playing but i mean you're like you're singing fletcher could you sing in front of people i could not but if you close your eyes it's like you're not there <laughs> and you're just kind of but like when you're talking there's this and you're playing like the you hear the noise it's kind of like so it puts you in a moment or element i guess i guess it's some sort of weird element that i can get through tougher situations with but I had a group of friends in Ohio that would, I would never talk in the group. I would just be in the background playing the guitar. Like <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to large groups of people, I don't know, or, or just groups of people. <clears throat> it's hard for me to like, something with the eyes looking at you. It just really freaks me out. <laughs> oh, I get that. And But then you have the music to kind of pull you through that, I guess. Yeah. It gives a structure to what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I get, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine. I, I I've always wanted to, I've wished I knew an instrument well enough to then go play with Joe in some fashion, just to like, I don't know, go up there and someday do it. But I feel like I would just sit there where he's actually, maybe he says he's going to freeze up, but he, every time he plays the chord, and I feel like if I was the drummer, I would just sit there with the sticks in there going, um, <laughs> yeah, you could do it. I mean, look at Neil Young's drums. <laughs> now, if somebody wanted to find your music, where could they find it? 
find it on Spotify, most outlets, like, uh, what do people listen to me? I mean, music probably like, actually, you won't see it on Pandora. You will see Northern Spy on Pandora. For some reason, Northern Spy got on there. Um, but yeah, like, I guess mostly Spotify, um, probably like the main site that you'll find me on. Under Joe Cavaretta. Yeah, Joe Cavaretta, Murphy Bed, Snowbelt, and Northern Spy was another band that I was in. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Do you want to play a song to lead us out? Oh, yeah, we can. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Enthusiast's Guild. You can subscribe and hear all of our episodes through your podcast player of choice. Find us on Facebook at The Enthusiast's Guild, on Twitter at Enthusiast Guild, or contact us at enthusiastsguild at gmail.com.